evening. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5.20. We were going to continue on with the landmarks, uh, but decided to go a different way tonight. Not not because changing landmarks, but changing messages. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Ambassadors. We're ambassadors for Christ. And an ambassador, does anybody know what an ambassador is for in, we'll just say, a U.S. ambassador? What's his job? He represents the U.S. in a foreign country. Uh, And just like ambassadors for the U.S. are all around the world, representing us in those countries, as a Christian, you are, as the Bible says, an ambassador for Christ here on this earth. And I want to look at three things, uh, important things about being an ambassador for Christ. Uh, we have been given a privileged access to him. Uh, we have a powerful defense against our adversary. And we have the ability to accomplish our assignment. Let's pray and we'll get into this lesson. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for uh, being in your house tonight, Lord, to be able to once again open your word and uh, show the truth that is in it. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you uh, help me uh, say the exact words that need to be said, and Lord, I pray that it make uh, a sense of what what you've given and laid on my heart. Lord, I pray that you be glorified through what happens tonight and that your name be lifted up most importantly. And that we be changed, not the same way as we came in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. The access is the first thing. Ambassadors are the highest ranking uh, diplomat in any country. Uh, you, you go around the world and a, a U.S. ambassador is the highest ranking official there in whatever country. He, he is, essentially, he is the president of the U.S., there in that embassy. And because of that, there's some requirements for that. First thing is, is they have to, uh, they're nominated by the president and then they're appointed by the Senate. Uh, they have the principle of a word that I'm gonna have a really difficulty word to say, but extraterritoriality. Sure, sounds about right, looks about right. What does that mean? That means that in that country, that ambassador, in his embassy and off his embassy, he is ruled by the U.S. government laws. So you're in Mexico and you're an ambassador for the U.S. and I don't know, it's legal for you to open carry, we'll just say that, but it's illegal to do that in Mexico. As an ambassador, you can open carry because you are under your uh, laws of your own country, not the laws of that country. Uh, Included with that is you can't be arrested for any reason in that country because their laws mean nothing. Your laws trump theirs. Uh, 
Uh, their residencies, their papers, their effects can't be searched or seized. Personal belongings can't be taxed by the country they're living in. Diplomats, staff, and their family have complete freedom to worship inside that embassy. Uh, along with that access, we, the Bible talks about having an authorized access. We are chosen, just as an ambassador of the U.S., we're chosen by our leader, Christ. John 20, 21 says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even though send I you. It's not the verse I was looking for. Hold on. That's later. It got... I guess I copied and pasted it up too early. I'm thinking of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1.9. Let me get there. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given, to, given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. We are appointed by Christ once we're saved. We're, we're, we are the called. Uh, we use that verse a lot. Uh, all things work together for those who are the called. We are called as Christians, and we have access because of that. We've been entrusted with a message. Uh, the Bible says with a holy calling. There's, we, have a, we have something to do. Paul says it this way. If you're there in 2 Timothy, turn to 1 Timothy 1.11. 1 Timothy 1.11 says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Three times throughout the New Testament, Paul talks about my gospel. He, he was committed to the gospel and made it his own. It wasn't just, it, it was... God's gospel, something yeah, there. Paul took it upon himself to say, this is God's gospel, it's his glorious gospel, but it's been entrusted to me. It's a personal thing. My responsibility, my job as God's ambassador is personal. It's something that I can only do myself that I need to do, and that's one of the things that Paul constantly reminds us, that it's it's a personal thing that we must do. We have availability access. Uh, as an ambassador, you have access to the president. We'll just, we'll just leave it as a U.S. ambassador. It'll make it easier for me. As a U.S. ambassador, you have access to the president at, a short, at any notice. You, you can put in your request, and it is at the highest request that the president receives. It's higher than a senator. It's higher than a... A representative that wants to talk to the president, as an ambassador, you trump them. Not only do you have high access to the president, but the president has a high access to you. If, if the president wants to see you, you drop everything, and you either talk to him or you're on a plane to go back to the U.S. to talk with him for whatever meeting. You are his appointed person, and we too have that kind of access to our king. Uh, Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore come, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. We have that type of access that when we kneel down to pray, 
we're not waiting in line on hold. You're fourth in line. Please hold. Listen to this music while we wait. We don't have that. We don't have to stand in line to see about talking to the one that's able to do anything. We don't have to come to a man and confess things to somebody that is just like we are. We, we have direct access to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as Christians. So we have that access. The second thing is we have an adversary as an ambassador. Just, just like having all those privileges in that foreign country, you can guarantee that some of them have foreign country people that are not excited about you being above all the laws. Uh, and, and they will do everything they can to pin things on you and get you to slip up and fail. And we, as Christians, have a very powerful adversary. We, we know the verse, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. As an adversary, the, the, those ad, as adversary, too many A's. As an ambassador, those adversaries can't do anything to you. Just like as a Christian, the devil can't keep you from going to heaven. He can't, you're, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing going to change your, your salvation of your soul. But he can ruin your entire life. He can ruin your testimony. He can, he can stop you from being useful for your Lord, for your, your, your king, your, your president, who has appointed you. And by the way, as an ambassador of the U.S., at any point in time, that president, if you displease him, if you do something that he doesn't feel that you should still be an ambassador, he has the total right to say, you're done, come home. Christ can do the same thing. And Christ has done the same thing many times. There's times where, where Christians will get so far out of line and start to go in a direction that God does not want them to go in, and the next thing you know, they're laying down in a casket and we're having their funeral. God can call you home to get you out of being an ambassador. He has that ability, and, and he uses that in certain cases. But you can't lose your salvation, but he can call you home. First John, go ahead and turn to First John 2. I'm trying not to rush, but when you start talking, it just gets faster and faster, and then all of a sudden, wow, we're done, and it's 7.30. No. Uh, 1 John. 1 John 2, starting in verse 15. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The point of it is don't blend into the world. An ambassador does not walk out and try to blend in with society that he's in. He's not trying to blend into where nobody knows he's an ambassador. He walks out, has sometimes guards, but he walks out as a person that I have rights I'm here on admission. I'm here to do something, and I want everybody to know who I am. As a Christian, we shouldn't be blending into this world. They should be able to look at you and go, there's something different about him. The way he talks, the way he dresses, the way he acts, the way he reacts. 
There's a difference because we're ambassadors in this world. So what's our defense against that adversary? Go, turn to Romans 12. Romans 12. Obviously, we have to have some kind of defense. God wouldn't just send you off into the foreign field and good luck. Hope, you, <laughs> hope you're around. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The first thing is we see is it says to present your bodies, to surrender your will to his. To, to, to give up all um, ownership of you because you're not, as an ambassador in a foreign field, you are the president of the United States in that country. You, you are essentially that, you are reflecting that person, that country, that, that law, that everything about the U.S., you are embodied. Uh, a part of being an ambassador, and I don't think I talk about it. Oh, I do talk about it. I won't get ahead of myself. You, you are to not worry about yourself, but you are trying to glorify and trying to show what it means to be a U.S. citizen, what it means to have democracy, what it means to be a part of the U.S. And as Christians, we have to present our bodies and do the same thing. We, we have to show others what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a child of God. And the only way we can do that is to sacrifice ourselves for him. Uh, ambassadors full, fulfill their leader's desires. It's, it's essentially the essence of the responsibility. Their voice is the voice of the president in that foreign field. Uh, the next thing is in that is transforming and renewing our minds. How do we do that? By taking heed thereto, there, by, by taking heed thereof. It's this. That how, how do you know what, how to act like a Christian? How to be a Christian? How to represent the the heavenly nation? Right here. God gave you a, a whole entire handbook on what to do, how to do it, how to act, how to react. And it's not just supposed to be a robot that just, I, I follow these rules and that's what I do. And, oh, well, I just can't do anything else. No, we get to. As an ambassador, you got that position. You didn't just accidentally fall into being an ambassador. God chose you for a reason. So we have to transform we have to present our bodies, the Bible says. We have to renew our minds to become a... Here it is. I guess I wasn't that far ahead. To become an ambassador. What, what do you have to do? You know, do I just you know, go to school and then is it on my resume? I get to apply to it? There's, there's a couple things you must do to be able to even become an ambassador. One, you have to have a bachelor's degree relevant in that field. You have to earn an, a graduate degree. Uh, you have to have work experience. Obviously, if, if you're going to Mexico, you probably should know Spanish. 
would be helpful on the resume when you try to apply to become a, an ambassador. Uh, you need work experience, language skills, speaking skills, uh, interning with the U.S. Department of State. And finally, the biggest part is you have to take the Foreign Service Officer Exam Test. What is that? Basically, what, what that all wraps up together is what are the relevant topics that they will most likely deal with as being an ambassador? But only that, but what are the laws for the U.S.? Obviously, when you're an ambassador and you have to follow U.S. rules, you kind of have to know what they are. Uh, you, you don't have John running around in the police car making sure you're following the laws. Over there, you don't have that. So you better know your laws and be able to follow them just like we better know our laws and follow them. So we, we have an, an adversary, and we can fight against it. And the last thing I want to look at is what's our assignment. Our duty is to represent God here in this world, but our mission is to fulfill the Great Commission. Uh, Matthew, turn over, we were talking about this a little earlier. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go. How, how does Christ, Christ tells them to go ye therefore and teach all nations. How does he have that authority? Because of the previous verse. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He has the authority to make you the ambassador. He has the authority to say, go and do something. So in verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to, be, to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Bible says, go therefore. Why, why does God entrust us uh, to go into the world? Like I said earlier, it's because he has the power to. He has the power to give you the ability to go. Uh, and, and the Bible also says that he's going to be with us. Uh, verse 20, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Some are called to be missionaries, some are called to be pastors, but if you're a Christian, we're all called to be soul winners. We're all called to be an ambassador. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There is no point in going as an ambassador for Christ if we don't carry the gospel with us. What's the, what's the point of you getting saved if all you do is, great, I'm saved, and that's it? What good are you? As an ambassador for Christ, if you're an ambassador in a foreign field for the U.S. and all you do is live in the embassy and that's it, enjoy the life, enjoy the, the tax benefits and the salary and all the uh, regulations you don't have to follow in that country and, and you ha run your own ruling and, you know, if I want to pick up the phone and talk to the president, I could do that. That's not your job. 
you're not going to be there for very long. The point of being an ambassador is to fulfill your mission. Your mission is to, as a Christian, to give the gospel, to spread the gospel, to show others how you got that ability. God gave you the ability to become a Christian by dying on the cross. Gave you the opportunity to give to other people the same opportunity that you were given. And the last thing I want to look at real quick, what's the ambassador's address? Where does he live? Uh, does, does he live where he lives in that embassy? Is that his home? Or does he live, his address still in the U.S.? This is what the dictionary says. A diplomatic official representative in residence by one government or sovereign to another, usually for a specific length of time. That job is not forever. It's a specific length of time. That time is your life, my life. That, that's, that's when we are done with our job and God calls us home. Our home is not here. The, the song says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Let me give you a, a quote. One of our ambassadors to a foreign country said, you have invited me to tell you about the duties of an ambassador. Let me begin by telling you first of the embassy, the place where we live. The embassy is a little spot of heaven, of heaven, is a little spot of America set down in an alien land. On the walls, we have pictures of George Washington, Lincoln, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and the sitting U.S. president, with a big flag of old glory hanging over everything. When we, when we had prohibition in the U.S., we had prohibition in the embassy. Inside the embassy, the laws of our own country are supreme. We celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July. Outside, it's different. We celebrate none of these. Let me repeat, the embassy is a little spot of America in an alien land. The church should be a little spot of heaven in this alien land. That's the point of the church. The church is set aside to bring believers, bring unsaved, to show them what they can, what they're missing, what, what, what Christ died for. A church in your life should be something that someone looks at and realizes you're reflecting somebody else. You're reflecting a different country. And as Christians, we better be reflecting heaven in our lives. One day we'll see our king and be called home. Are you representing him here like you should? Are, are, are we doing what we're supposed to do? Are we, are we following our, our leader, our, our king's command? Are, are we doing our mission? Are we doing our job? We have the access. Are we uh, neg neglecting even using that access? The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace. It doesn't say, you know, when you feel like it. Come often, continually in prayer, the Bible talks about. Are we, are we neglecting that access? Are, are we fighting those adversaries, that, those temptations that come up? 
in our lives. Told you it was going to be short, and I talked too quickly. Let's pray, and we'll be finished. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for, again, for your word. Uh, Lord, for preserving it from generation to generation, that we be uh, able to have a copy, that inspired, inerrant word of God. Uh, Lord, I pray that we uh, not neglect it, that we not just think of it as another book and never read it and never heed it and never uh, change our lives because of it. Uh, Lord, you, you've given us a living book. And I pray that we, we take full advantage of the instruction manual that you've given us. I pray that we uh, be good ambassadors for you. I pray that uh, you just uh, let us see this world as you see it, uh, that there's souls going around this world through our streets, through our lives, that need you. I pray that we do our job, and as much as we uh, may feel inadequate, as much as we feel uh, not able to, I pray that you fill us with your spirit to be able to do our job and just obey and give them the gospel. I thank you again for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.